3: Hello, everyone, and welcome into Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid TV. I am Davis Maddock, joined today by George Kurz. Craig Mish is uh, busy, you know, figuring out just how many years and dollars and in incentives there are in all of these free agency deals going on in Major League Baseball right now. He's very busy, so George is going to be in here with me today. And uh, pretty much major news in, in every single sport here for our Wednesday headlines. LeBron James has been placed in the health and safety protocols in the NBA. He is expected to miss at least 10 days. That's the way the health and safety protocols work in the NBA. However, if he's able to get consecutive negative tests, he is going to be able to return. Ohio State knocks off number one. Duke EJ Liddell seals the game with 15 seconds left. The Steelers tight end Pat Fryermuth has been placed in the concussion protocol. They are also going to be without Eric Ebron. So not exactly clear who is going to be playing tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The New York Giants are expected to be forced to start Mike Glennon in Week 13. Daniel Jones is dealing with a neck strain. And a little bit of baseball news here. I actually really like this signing. The Boston Red Sox add lefty James Paxton on a one-year deal. George, I, I have never been able to quit James Paxton. If he could just stay healthy, if we could just get 120 innings from James Paxton, I feel like this is actually quite a steal by the Boston Red Sox.
4: I mean, listen, I'm a James Paxton guy myself. I uh, didn't really do all that well with the Yankees, and the question becomes why. You
3: know, that's really what the Red
4: Sox got to figure out. Why didn't he do well with the Yankees? Lefty and Yankee Stadium should pitch well. If it's because of a stadium, Family Park's not going to do many favors, right? Uh, Green Monster and all that. Is it because of the big market, the Yankees? Boston's not going to do him any favors, right? Once again, that Boston media in some ways is worse than the Yankee media, so why? But I think it's sort of a no-lose signing, right? Uh, what's the old saying? There are no bad one-year deals. He gives you 120 quality, 140 innings. Fantastic. He doesn't? Well, he'll be on his way after the season.
3: Yeah, there we go. And, uh, you know, we have some some injury news here in the NFL uh, you know it, it it's clear every single NFL season that the team that just you know kind of stays healthy deep into the postseason is gonna end up being the eventual champion it, and and this actually happens in, in all major sports you know major injuries are are just a huge hindrance because of the importance of some players but George I, is this just me does it feel like the longest season ever in the NFL it feels like every day when I log on to do this show with you or log on to do it with Craig it feels like we are reporting a new player. You know, they got banged up. They have a concussion. They're entering into the health and safety protocols. Like, it feels like an absurd year for injuries in the NFL. Well, I
4: think it's because of that last one you said, because we're adding COVID to this, right? Injuries have always been part of the NFL. It's what – I don't know there's anything more depressing I do than, you know, you watch football on Sunday, you're all great, Then when you wake up Monday morning you go through the – you know, you look at your Twitter account or wherever you're looking for injury injuries, and you go through it, oh, this guy's out. Oh, God. Oh, you know, so many guys you didn't even know got hurt the day uh, from the day before, uh, and then you throw COVID into it as well, which can happen at any time, any time. Right? We can find out today this guy's in COVID, not playing, and the NFL is doing more more stringent testing now after Thanksgiving, so I expect more of this to happen. So I think that why it seems so depressing and why this seems that there's more injuries is purely because of COVID and all the guys we're putting on uh, because of the protocols.
3: Yeah, I I think you're right. I mean, clearly adding in. Another reason for guys to miss games is going to mean that uh, that more guys miss games, right? Because already we are 13 weeks into the NFL season. You, you got to imagine these guys, they're hurt. They're tired, right? Stafford is dealing with an injury. Baker Mayfield is dealing with an injury. We're just now getting Kyler Murray back from an injury. Aaron Rodgers has a toe injury. Russell Wilson has a finger finger injury. I, so, so already, I think all of these quarterbacks dealing with injuries is bad for the sport because, you know, the, the quarterbacks, they are the most important position by and large. My biggest nightmare, though, George, I, and I just really do not want this to happen, so I barely even want to talk about it on the show, but we get to January, we get to February, and we're in the playoffs, you know, week 18, but basically elimination games for some of these teams. I just do not want to live in a world where Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, you know, Justin Herbert. I do not want any of these guys to show up in the health and safety protocols and have to miss games. It's, it's just going to be an absolute nightmare for the sport and for, you know, the league as a business if that ends up happening.
4: Yeah, you know, I wonder, though, if the players or the teams would push the, these players, the star players, the guys you're mentioning, you're good. maybe maybe it's all uh, even only your quarterback to don't go out, you know, be in a bubble. As we get closer and closer to January, right? Closer and closer to playoff time. I do wonder that. I am sure the player uh, teams will mention it. Whether the players are gonna do it, I have no idea. Maybe it's easier to do in certain places where it's cold, you don't want to go out anyway. But you know, you're playing in California, you're playing in Florida, I'm not so sure you're gonna wanna stay in overtime. But I do wonder if certain players I can see Tom Brady taking it upon himself, right? He's maniacal as it is. You know, have a kind of ice cream and everything else. I can see him taking it upon himself where he doesn't do much. Uh, you know, I'm going to stay in. You know, I'm not going out. Uh, Uber Eats, we'll do all this, but not the, uh, not taking any chances here. But I do wonder, if players, I, I'm sure they are, but to what degree are they taking? Uh, I guess I don't want to say less chances, but no chances. How about that?
3: No, i I think you're. I think you're definitely right. I I imagine that we are going to see that happen, where these teams, it's going to be closer to the playoffs. These teams are going to be clearly in the playoffs. You know, considering themselves to be Super Bowl contenders, I bet we will get reports. You know, Schefter will be tweeting. Uh, Tom Brady is is only going to the facility. Uh, the Cowboys are in positional group bubbles. I I think we will see some stuff like that. Everyone, we have an absolutely jam packed show. For you guys, we have some NBA, we have some NFL. We're going to talk some of these signings in baseball. So stay tuned with us for the next two hours. Stay on the grid on fantasy sports today. I think it's our first break. You guys, back.
5: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
6: Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh,
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I am Davis Matic. We're going to give George Kurtz a little bit of a rest here as we bring in our producer, Brett Levy, to go around the NBA from last night. We do have a little bit of breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski. He reports that the NBA is going to make Chicago and Miami forfeit their next available second-round draft picks over findings in a probe to early contact in summer free agency. The probe was centered on Lonzo Ball for the Bulls, Kyle Lowry, for the Miami Heat, basically, uh, you know, we, we've known for a long time, Brett, that tampering happens in the NBA, but uh, the NBA by and large is kind of just let teams do it. And it appears that uh, the Heat and the Bulls may have uh, overextended themselves uh, a little bit here with some of these tampering charges.
7: Yeah, I guess why people feel that teams get away with it, right, Davis, is because you usually hear about these player on player tampering things and uh, that's allowed, Uh, but what's not allowed is for the team to be reaching out early, so I guess that's where the NBA, you know, decides they'll draw the line, and uh, look, I I think this is reasonable, you never want to lose a draft pick, you can get all-stars in the second round, you can get Hall of Famers in the second round, Davis, so, uh, you know, you never want to forfeit a draft pick, but it's not like they're forfeiting their first round pick, which is the guaranteed contract and all that. So I think these teams will be able to survive, but I I think it's, you know, a decent punishment.
3: Yeah, it is uh it is uh yeah, I mean, it's a slap on the wrist, but it lets teams know that uh, I guess the penalties could cascade in the future. Getting to our NBA fantasy standouts from last night in the NBA, the Nets had a big game against the Knicks there in New York. James Harden and Kevin Durant showed up to play. James Harden, 34 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals. Kevin Durant, 27 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 block. We also had another huge game in the Western Conference as the Suns kept, uh, you know, tried to fight and keep their uh, their their winning streak alive. They now have won seventeen in a row. Uh, Devin Booker got banged up in this game. Chris Paul had fifteen points, six rebounds, eleven assists, and five steals. Julius Randle did his best to keep the Knicks alive in that game. Twenty-four points, nine rebounds, eight assists, two steals. LeBron James, we mentioned earlier, he headed into the health and safety protocols. So Anthony Davis responded. By uh, basically having his his best game of the season, twenty five points, seven rebounds, three assists, two steals, and two blocks. Russell Westbrook uh, played uh, a ton in that game, and and uh, Dwight Howard thirty five minutes off the bench for Dwight Howard. Th- this Lakers team is so weird, Brett. It's got to be the weirdest roster in the NBA. It's like the island of misfit toys in like thirty seven year old veterans.
7: Yeah, I mean Malik Monk leading them in plus minus. Um, you know, my personal experience is there, he was not leading our Charlotte Hornets teams in plus minus, so that's been a nice addition for them. Horton Tucker's played pretty well, Davis, although, you know, last night his numbers weren't so great, um, and I didn't stay up, you know, to watch this Lakers game, to be fair, so... Uh, And anyone who did stay up, Davis, they had to be watching Golden State-Phoenix. I mean, you had the Nets and Knicks squaring off and then Phoenix and Golden State squaring off. So it's understandable why why I missed this Laker game last night, Davis. But, um, yeah, I'm a little concerned moving forward. You know, LeBron, when this is all said and done, will have already missed probably at least 15 games on season. So, you know, that's a big chunk so early.
3: It is. And, uh, you know, basically the Lakers have been a disaster when LeBron James has not played there. They're like a minus 80 point differential in the minutes that LeBron has not played. And they are, I I believe they were at literally a zero point differential when LeBron was on the court. So uh, in general, you know, it's been disappointing for them. They're only 12 and 11 four and five away from the, uh, the crypto.com arena, but they're going to need LeBron to get back as, uh, as soon as possible. So let's tackle some of the big questions from last night in the NBA. And I, I think this one is massive, but can the Suns continue this winning streak without Devin Booker? He got injured in their game last night, uh, left hamstring soreness. Now, hopefully this isn't going to keep him out too long, but hamstring, hamstring injuries for guards, it's going to be very hard for Devin Booker to come back from that, and I assume they would want to get him as healthy as possible. So do you think the Suns can keep winning even without Devin Booker, Brett?
7: Well, it's definitely going to be an uphill battle. The good thing for Phoenix uh, is that DeAndre Ayton's played really well, right? And Chris Paul played so great last night. Uh kind of picks up the slack a little bit when you're missing an elite scorer like Devin Booker. Um, they have some good role players. This is a team that went to the finals last year, so they are obviously like playing with each other and have some good chemistry, Davis. But, uh, I, you know, that's a big injury for a team. I told Craig yesterday, I thought, you know, they'll probably get to 20, and then it'll be hard to focus in day in and day out on the win streak and taking it game by game and everything. But uh, without Devin Booker... I, I don't know if it gets to twenty. I I, I think it's a, a hard uh battle there. A hard uphill battle.
3: Yeah, you're right. They do have a couple guys who I think that they can, you know, basically assume some of that, that scoring load. You know, Cameron Johnson, a pretty good guy. And and they've been wanting to play Cameron Payne a little bit more. I mean Cam Payne was actually a pretty big part of their postseason rotation. In that run to the finals last year, you know, playing about 20 minutes a night off the bench, it it uh, it would not surprise me actually to see them go with Cameron Payne over Landry Shamet or over Cameron Johnson just to add a little bit of secondary ball handling and some shooting with that starting lineup, um, you know, because they don't. They, I don't think they want to give Chris Paul, you know, I don't think they want to double up on his responsibilities as a ball handler. Uh, so I, I think we'll see that. All right, uh, another very important question. You know, we were uh, we were really making fun of Cade Cunningham to start the year because the guy absolutely could not buy a bucket. More strong results last night. It did come in a loss against the Trailblazers, but Cade was phenomenal against the Blazers last night. Ten for thirteen from the floor, five for seven from three point range. So we got to ask: after about twenty games of his NBA career, has Cade Cunningham arrived? Does he look? like a very solid number one overall pick in the NBA?
7: Um, Well, Davis, I'll say this. Kay Cunningham had his best game last night. Uh, I'm still, I guess, a little concerned about his turnovers. I never thought he was the 18% shooter that he was to start out his NBA career. And I also don't think he's the 10 of 13 guy from last night either. So, you know, He's probably a thirty percent shooter right now, and and he'll you know normalize around those numbers again. He was hurt to start the season, but um, look, we we want Cade to be great, obviously, but uh, I think Detroit's got to be looking at Evan Mobley and and Scotty Barnes right now, and they got to be watching Jaden Ivey play at Purdue and thinking, hmm, you know, maybe we could have gone in a different direction, but uh yeah it was his best game last night very encouraging sign
3: yeah all right and then our our final question here is there a knicks rockets trade brewing i assume this is related to uh the uh the the veteran point guard that uh, both teams honestly have decided not to play their veteran point guards do you do you see a a swap coming here
7: yeah, well, this is the big story right out of yesterday. Uh, Kemba's out of the rotation, and no John Wall in the rotation. So I think this is something we should uh, be following, Davis. It seems to make some sense.
3: Yeah, it. you know, it's just very—the I the, the John Wall thing is weirder to me than the Kemba thing. Like, the, the Kemba thing felt bizarre from the beginning um you know like what why, why would you want to be playing why would you need derrick rose and kemba walker you know you, these kind of these kind of overage point guards so I, I wonder if we do see a swap there and i, I just would love to see john wall play basketball again that would that would make me happy so everyone we are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on fantasy sports today when we return george kurtz will rejoin me here on the program and we are going to take a look at the best available waiver wire quarterbacks tight ends running backs and wide receivers see you guys back in just a few moments here on sports
5: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
6: rack your look for spring at nordstrom rack and save up to 60 percent on brands you love Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so, no, that's a good thing.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, rejoined by George Kurtz for this segment. Brett Levy and I just went over some NBA DFS standouts. Of course, you guys can go back and watch that on demand. We are going to refocus ourselves on the NFL and on Fantasy Football now. As always, on Wednesday, we take a look at the waiver wire for Fantasy Football we're, uh, we're really getting tight. You know, it's week 13. Some of you are, this is likely the last week of your regular season, maybe the first week of your playoffs, depending on how your league adjusted to the schedule change with the NFL adding an extra game. And, uh, you know, some of us are, are scrambling to try and make sure we're able to get into the playoffs in the last week. Uh, and some of us are are uh, hunkering down and getting ready For championship games, we do have some notable bye weeks. The Carolina Panthers are on bye. You're losing DJ Moore. Maybe you're losing Cam Newton in a super flex. And we're going to talk about their running backs a little bit later. The Cleveland Browns. I, I hope you're not missing anyone other than Nick Chubb for the Cleveland Browns for the sake of your fantasy teams. We're missing Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams with the Green Bay Packers. And you are missing Ryan Tannehill and, uh, God help you if you are are needing Nick Westbrook akeen here uh, for the for the Tennessee Titans, and uh, yeah, George, let's go ahead and get into it. The quarterbacks this week, I I am missing, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers in a couple weeks. Also, Jalen Hurts is banged up this week, so you might need to replace him if he's not able to start in Week 13. We have Carson Wentz dream matchup here uh, against the Houston Texans. I think Taysom Hill is probably the best option on the waiver wire. Uh, uh, Head coach Sean Payton said he's taking all the first-team reps at quarterback this week in practice. He's over that foot injury that's limited him the last two weeks. We have Tua, who has really just been doing his job. He's got a good matchup against the New York Giants, and I I threw Gardner Minshew in there for – I know we got some super flex grinders out there, and uh, Jalen Hurts maybe not going to play this week in that great matchup against the Jets.
4: Yeah, now super flex leagues are my favorite uh, types of leagues. So I think think all leagues should be super flex. Quarterback is deep. We should all have more strategy going here. Play with two quarterbacks, by far my favorite there. It's not even remotely close here. Now with Taysom Hill, he's not over plantar fasciitis. You do not get over plantar fasciitis in two weeks. This this injury takes months upon months upon months to get over They've admitted it's a pain tolerance issue, and now he can tolerate the pain. It's really what it comes down to. Uh, I've had plantar fasciitis from both feet. It's a... not fun to put it nicely, but it can be managed here. So, uh, I agree that I think Taysom Hill is your number one option, assuming he does start. I think Sean Payton is just playing games with us by telling us, Oh, we'll, we'll see. No, he's he's starting. So, I'd be a big shock if he's not starting Thursday night against the Cowboys. So, I'm going Taysom Hill as well. Let's face it, you know, he's going to rush for 50 yards, I imagine. If he throws a touchdown here, throws a 200, you got your floor. We'll take that run. And that's, like I said, that's a floor. We could get more than that. Uh, Carson Wentz, yeah, I'm on Wentz as well. And I guess you want a more traditional quarterback, you go with Carson. Indianapolis is playing well. Wentz, I guess he's playing well. I mean, he's doing, making some turnovers here. You can make a pretty big argument that interception he threw on Sunday, turn that game against Tampa Bay. Maybe they win. If not for that, maybe they don't. Who knows? But I have no problem going with Wentz here. None at all. Tua, probably more of your stopgap guy. Giants. I don't know. Maybe it was Phil Devizovic not playing well. Maybe it was all those drops. Maybe it was Hurts being a little uh, inaccurate there. Whatever it might be. But the Giants defense just looked pretty good the past couple of weeks. Didn't even look terrible against Tampa Bay. Didn't look good, but didn't look terrible. I think they'll do decent here against Tua. I probably get more worried that, you know, and I know this is really – Kind of silly to say. Without Daniel Jones, maybe that office, the Giants obviously doesn't function at all. Didn't really function much Sunday with him. And uh, the Miami Dolphins get more and more chances with the ball, and that leads to two points there. Two is playing better of late. you know. So I think they have Miami Dolphins win the game here, but two is like a little lower option for me here. And uh, I have Hurts in the league. If I had to consider Gardner Minshew, those tears you see on Sunday morning will be tears I know. of Hurts going bye-bye.
3: Yeah, it's it's not good. I I uh, in in one of my most important leagues, uh, we have Boston Scott, Jalen Hurts, and Devonta Smith. So I'm very much hoping that we do not have to uh make a, a one dollar waiver claim on Gardner Minshew and uh, George we got some names at tight end you know when normally when we get to the tight ends i'm like oh it's so gross it's so bad but we got we got some names here mostly james o'shaughnessy for the jacksonville jaguars dan arnold's going to be out four to six weeks with an mcl sprain you may remember o'shaughnessy all the way back in week one we talked about him on the waiver wire after week one because he played 85 percent of the snaps and got seven targets dan arnold gets injured in this game james o'shaughnessy is back from his injury Plays 81% of the snaps, is targeted five times. About as easy of a pickup that you can make at tight end. Except our guy Foster Moreau against the Washington football team. What did he do the last time Darren Waller missed a game? He played every single snap. He got seven targets, 60 yards, and a touchdown. He is the man. I am, uh, I'm spending lots on Foster Moreau this week. We have Gerald Everett who has led the Seattle Seahawks in target since Russell Wilson came back from his finger injury. We have Jonu Smith, who finally saw an increased snap share last week, and we have a competitive game for the Patriots this week against Buffalo. Is it surprising to you that Jack Doyle is 1% owned in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues? He has been the leading wide receiver for the Colts the last three weeks, and then you hate to do it, but Ryan Griffin playing 90% of the snaps for the New York Jets. He is, he would be your touchdown deodorant play of the week.
4: Oh, yes, he would. And you'll need that to get any kind of performance there. And uh, i with your Moreau, by the way. He's the guy I want here. Uh, he said, you know, if, if Darren Waller was, wasn't was with the Raiders and it was just Moreau was the starting job, he would be a decent low-end tight end. You know, he he'd be even double digits, but he'd be a guy you'd consider more often than we do now because Waller was there. So, yeah, I like uh, Moreau a lot. Uh, and you're right about Jack Doyle. All right said I know a lot of us don't, oh, this can't keep happening. But, you know, he's scoring touchdowns. Wentz is looking for him. That's the most important thing for any kind of receiver is, does the quarterback look for you and they look for Wentz, All right. So, yeah, I'm in on Jack Doyle. You're not going to get a better matchup, right? I mean, how many points is Houston scoring? Uh, I'm sorry, Indianapolis 30-plus. I'll take my chance that Jack Doyle gets one of those touchdowns. Absolutely. Give me Joe uh, Doyle here. Uh, see, the Seattle offense is broken, but – you know, when, when things break down, what happens? You look for the tight end there. big tar- The big target close to the line of scrimmage. My only worry is this. Seattle, 38% conversion rate on third downs, worse than the NFL. They also have the most air yards thrown on third down, which is just – I mean, and by the way, when I say the most, I'm not talking about oh, it's a tick better than the other team. I was talking like 12 yards more than the other teams. What the hell are we doing? Every third and three, we're throwing the ball 30 yards down the field. What are we doing here? Is it because they don't have that – reliable receiver that can get that first down for them. And I think that's what it becomes, right? Lockett's more of a deep guy. Metcalf, more of a deep guy. And I don't know what happened to Metcalf, by the way. Did he sleep with Russell Wilson's wife or make or hit on her? I don't know. because uh, uh, I mean, it doesn't like to even looking for him anymore. So I wonder if Everett becomes that guy, you know, that guy that Russell Wilson looks for on third downs. Uh, that's it. We're, uh, so we're looking for any reason here. Those are the top three guys I want here. And once again, if I come down to Griffin, if I come down to O'Shaughnessy,
3: things just have not gone my way. Okay, I have, uh, I have, I think, a very important strategy question for you, which is would you start any of these guys in your flex position this week? Because I, I, I now obviously not in, you know, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, but I play in a couple leagues that are two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, two flex, um, right? Lots of starters. And I actually am thinking. I, I would use Foster Moreau and O'Shaughnessy. I think I would use those guys. I know you, you don't seem to like O'Shaughnessy quite as much as I do and, and the matchup you know obviously is not as good, but the guy the guy just literally is not going to leave the field. Uh, but I, I think I would use Foster Moreau as a flex starter this week.
4: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. We're going to look at the, the wide receivers in a second here. And there's not much on the wave of water. And there hasn't been for a few weeks now. So, And I like you. I play in leagues where we have multiple flexes or we start three wide receivers. So I'm with you there. And I've been in one league, I've been starting a second tight end for a while. Now I happen to have good, two uh, good tight ends. That's why I'm doing it. But yeah, I always thought Moreau was a second tight end, always oh, some schlep wide receiver not going to do anything. Oh, guy you're going to claim off oh, the wave of water, that we're not going to love anyway. Yeah, so I'm with you here. I might even put Doyle in as that second guy. Good matchup, scoring touchdowns. I don't think I'd shy away from him either. So, yes, uh, compared to what we're going to talk about next segment with wide receivers, and I know what's left on the waiver wire, it's not there. There's a reason. You know, now Devo Samuel's out this week. And I I keep waving. There's got to be somebody. Somebody looks on his waiver wire that I want to grab. And there's nobody there. I mean, Cedric Wilson's not even there. I can't even grab him for the Cowboys. Like, it's that desolate on the waiver wire. These guys are all gone.
3: Yeah, it, it uh it really it really is pretty brutal. I got uh, one one question one more question here to wrap up before we head to break. DK Metcalf in dynasty leagues, right? Because there are probably some teams, right? This is probably the last week of the trading deadline in some leagues. There are some teams who probably feel pretty strong, but haven't gotten a good result from DK Metcalf in a month. Would Metcalf be an example of a guy you'd be trying to buy right now? So Russell Wilson may or may not be his quarterback next year. Like, is is Metcalf the kind of uber-talented player you would want to kind of lever the future on, or would you leave the headache of DK Metcalf to somebody else?
4: I am, Actually, Davis, you come to me and you say, you have DK, you want to trade him to me. I'm not going to pay 100 cents on the dollar. I'm certainly not overpaying because of what you just mentioned. I don't think Russell Wilson's there next year. I certainly don't think Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll are there. I can't see both of them being there. I think it's gonna be a lot of changes in Seattle. So I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Is it gonna be a rookie? Is it gonna be somebody we don't like? Now it's gonna be two years before we see anything from DK Metcalf. So as you said, I probably want him to be the headache of somebody else. But if somebody comes to me and they're gonna say, hey, I'll give you DK Metcalf for 80 cents on a dollar, whatever they want from my team, sure, I'll take the talent. I'll always take the talent over what I think might happen next year because we don't know. Maybe Russell Wilson is back and everything's fine, hunky dory. They fix it, but I'm not paying full price. That's what it comes down to here. I won't pay full price for DK Metcalf.
3: Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, and uh, Brett or the guys over at LTN, they can clip this and make fun of me later. I would pay. I would pay full price for DK Metcalf because I, I think that there's a chance that Pete Carroll is not there as well, and that would be the biggest thing that would open up this offense for Tyler Lockett and for DK Metcalf. I think even more than having Russell Wilson there, we're going to go ahead and run a break here real quick on the show. We'll be back with running backs and wide receivers in just a moment.
5: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
6: Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh,
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. Before we sherpa you through the waiver wire at running back and at wide receiver, I need to remind everyone to follow at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV on Twitter. You know, Twitter—it's free. Download it. Follow Sports Grid. Follow Sports Grid TV on your uh, on your iPhone, on your desktop, wherever. We are going to give you the best injury news updates, line movements. You're going to get uh, my podcast disseminated to you there. You're going to get highlights from this show. You're going to get highlights from Scott Farrell, from The Morning After, from The Early Line, all of the awesome stuff that we have going on on the network and uh, you'll be able to take us with you in your pocket. And then uh, who would not want fantasy sports today in their pocket? I feel like everyone would, uh, would probably want that. So uh, George, I feel like it's like every other week. It's like some weeks, the the running back waiver wire, it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't even believe we're having to talk about these guys, but we have a huge week on the waiver wire this week. And I actually think that some of these names here, I, I think we can swing playoff matchups with some of our pickups at, uh, at running back this weekend. Uh the, the Tennessee guys, Dontrell Hilliard and Dante Foreman are not on our list. And they're owned in, you know, most competitive leagues. But I definitely did want to just drop another mention in here for Hilliard and Foreman that if they are not owned in your league or if they get dropped this week on their bye week, uh, definitely make sure to pick either or both of those guys up. But our our choices here. We have uh, Amir Abdullah and Chuba Hubbard, who are the remaining running backs in the Carolina Panthers backfield. I would rather have Abdullah than Hubbard because Abdullah is the one who's been playing the passing downs. He played 49% of the snaps last week when McCaffrey got banged up. Hubbard played only 20% of the snaps. We do think Carolina is going to um, you know, be playing catch-up quite a bit. Tevin Coleman led the way in the New York Jets backfield, and Austin Walter did score a short touchdown. But I just happened to be working on projections this morning, and I saw that Walter is on the IR right now, and I don't know if that means he got banged up in that game. I don't know if he's on the COVID list. I can't find anything. I, I did a Google News search for him, and I can't find out why he's on the IR, but that would, you know, limit their backfield even more. Kenneth Gainwell, uh, it should be picked up now, not because he's been great, but Miles Sanders is injured. Jordan Howard is injured. That kind of leaves the Eagles with a two-man backfield between Gainwell and Boston Scott. The coaching staff in Miami, Brian Flores said, Philip Lindsay is going to have a larger role this week against the giants. And I'm inclined to believe him because George Miles Gaskin has just been bad. Um, you know he's he's got the touchdowns, but he's been really inefficient. He's averaging like two point six yards per carry. They just, I think they just want a little bit something different in that backfield. Ty Montgomery, he is a a one dollar claim only if you think that Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram are not going to play. Ingram was back at practice, and Kamara is limited at practice. And then finally. Minnesota Vikings, now second-string running back, and Nwangu, he, uh, he has uh, one of the, I think he is the first player since Cordell Patterson did it a couple years ago to have two kick return touchdowns in a season. That's, that was the role that he served in college, but he's one of these crazy athletic guys who just has kind of taken a while to learn the position, but I'm making a couple $1 claims on him as well. Break me down your thoughts on the running back position this week.
4: Yeah, I said, uh, for most things, I'm actually pretty strong at running back, so I don't have to worry about this. I am weak at wide receiver, which we'll talk about next. Uh, When it comes to Abdullah, and by the way, I know people look, ah, he's on by, I'm not even going to worry about him. Well, you know, we're getting late in the season. Maybe you would to play a little defense here. I might look at my schedule next week, see who I'm playing. Do they need a running back? You know, hey, uh, if I'm playing Davis next week, uh, I don't care about him this week, but I'm playing Davis next week, Davis needs a running back. I'm going to claim Amir now, so Davis can't grab him next week. When I think Amir is going to be a decent player here. So I'm always, uh, I think little things a little differently when it comes to that. I don't mind playing a little defense here, whether I need a running back or not. Uh, Tevin Coleman, he's the name guy here, guy we've heard before with the Jets. Uh, Listen, it's hard for me to trust anything Jets, to be honest with you. Uh, Wasn't that they had a great game last week? But he's somebody who. We'll see some kind of smattering of action here. Uh, versus Philadelphia, especially if Philadelphia doesn't have Jalen Hurts, maybe they don't her, control the ball all that much at Gardner Minshew. Maybe they're down with the losing of the Giants, really blowing a chance to maybe uh, really make some noise in the NFC. So who knows what's going out with Philadelphia there? Uh, one thing I can almost guarantee you is that Jalen Rigor is not going to be throwing the ball at key moments in that game. So, Tevin was certainly on my mind. Gainwell, it all comes down to Sanders. I thought Gainwell was going to be a. This guy's fast, right? He's small, but he's fast. I thought from the beginning of the season, this guy was going to be something. I remember probably week two, week three, claiming him in a couple of leagues here. And then when Sanders went down, I'm like, yeah, got Gainwell. It didn't work out. It didn't work out, right? Now Sanders is banged up again. Uh, I know uh, uh, Serianna said he's treading in the right direction, whatever that means. Uh, so, we'll see what Gainwell, but I don't love him. Lindsay, I, I go back and forth with him. I think he's a decent player. And, I, you know, I heard the, I saw what the coach said, too. He's going to get more opportunities. What, is, what does that mean exactly? You know, if he only got five touches last week and he gets six touches this week, well, he got more opportunities. Didn't really matter. But what, what does that mean? That being said, I agree with you about Gaskin. He's had a lot of touchdown deodorant. Other than that, he hasn't been a very good player. So I think uh, Lindsay does get a shot here. Ty Montgomery. And that would be a dartboard throw because I think Kamara and Ingram are both going to play. I certainly think Ingram's going to play. Kamara a little bit more iffy, but I think he gets in there as well here. And uh, kudos to you for pronouncing uh, Keane's last name correctly. I am not going to try. Uh, I saw your little tweet this morning about uh, good morning to everybody who did uh, who did uh, spend a dollar on him. And I kept thinking, what is that? does that mean I don't get a good morning from Davis? So just morning for me, which is fine because mornings are never good anyway. But, uh, yeah, I like him this week as well. It's Detroit i like anybody on Minnesota, I to trade. If Fran Tarkenton was playing this week, I would like him this
3: week. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope you aren't uh, desperate enough to have to make $1 bids on Fran Tarkenton. But I, I just I, I just love guys like Kenny because uh, he, he kind of reminds me of Mostert, actually, where all he really did in college was return kicks and, and didn't really have a role outside of that. But the dude is just so fast. Like you, you can you, you see him and you're like, Oh yeah, that guy is an NFL player. So I, I do hope he's got a little bit of a role this week. And I guess uh, it, it would be responsible of us to mention if somehow Alexander Madison is available in your league, you know, if someone dropped him, if they got sick of holding him, whatever. of your fab on him this week. Make sure that you get him on your team. So the running back situation was pretty interesting. Uh, I'm not going to lie to everyone watching fantasy sports today right now. The wide receiver waiver wire stuff, it is bleak. Um, So we have Josh Reynolds who gets to play against Minnesota this week. He is the clear number one wide receiver in Detroit. He's played 90% of the snaps last two weeks, scored the touchdown uh, on Thanksgiving Look, I, I have made worse wide receiver dart throws than Josh Reynolds. If Tim Patrick is on your waiver wire, this should be a pass-heavy game script for the Denver Broncos. Laquan Treadwell actually uh, led the Jaguars in receiving last week. I, it is a very difficult matchup against the Rams. We assume that Jalen Ramsey is going to be covering Marvin Jones in this game, so maybe a couple extra looks for Treadwell. Deshaun Jackson, I, I sort of thought he would just play a bit part role there for the las vegas raiders but he got up to 49 percent of the team snaps on thanksgiving against the cowboys caught that long touchdown they're not going to have darren waller this week so that probably means they're going to play a little bit more three wide receivers up also uh brian edwards is just like no good like there's just no point in in playing brian edwards so i think jackson's going to start getting some snaps over him uh curtis samuel only played 19 percent of the snaps but we know that Curtis Samuel is good. And we also know that those coaches really like him, right? It, Ron Rivera was his coach in Carolina. They signed him for a reason. He's healthy now, yada, yada. Uh, I, I'm i pretty intrigued by Juwan Jennings, who should have had two touchdowns last week after Debo got injured. I, I think he was incorrectly ruled to be out of bounds on his second touchdown reception. He'll be the substitute for Debo Samuel inside of the 49ers offense. And then Ashton Doolin, um, essentially, I just think he should be the third wide receiver for the Colts playing over um, Zach Pascal, and, and honestly, maybe even playing over T.Y. Hilton. These guys are are just very replacement-level players. And Doolin looks like he's got a little bit of juice. 62-yard touchdown last week. Run me through the wide receivers here, George.
4: Listen, he Josh Reynolds, the way to beat Minnesota is through the air. You know, they got to score points against Detroit. I kind of like Josh Reynolds this week, assuming uh, Goff, uh, whatever we get, whoever it is, can get him the football. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not against Josh Reynolds. Tim Patrick, by far, he's gone. You know, those leagues, I need a wide receiver. He's gone in all of them. so I can't even grab a Tim Patrick type. I would love to get him this week. Once again, we think points are coming on the board. It seems like whenever I have Patrick and I start him, that's the week he doesn't do anything. I did start him last week in a league or two, did nothing. This week, I'm hoping for better luck there. uh, Laquan Treadwell, yeah, probably not going that direction. You have to be pretty far down the list here to go for him. Deshaun Jackson always scores against the Cowboys. Always. There's no shock to see him get in the end zone on uh, Thanksgiving. Whether he can do it against Washington, we'll see. But once again, the way to beat the Washington football team is generally through the air. They're decent against the run, but their secondary, although playing better of late, is weak. So that's really a way to beat them. So. There's a shot there. I think you will need touchdown deodorant. I don't care how many, what percentage of snaps he plays 49, 59, 69. He's not going to be that volume, guys. So we're going to need that deodorant. Maybe he gets in again. We'll see. So, yeah, I mean, I'm in the Sean Jackson. In some ways, a revenge game, too. Uh, Curtis Samuel, now you said it there. I think his uh, volume of snaps will go up once he's just coming off the, the long term injury with the lower body injury, there was a hamstring or calf or whatever it might be. Uh, so, I think he'll play more this week, but probably not enough. And once again, you'll need that touchdown deodorant. Jawan Jennings, I'm probably with you. I thought that was a touchdown as well. Then again, I don't know what what's a catch anymore and what's not. I've given up. I gave up years ago with the NFL. It's just too hard to figure out there. But I'm 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 in here. I'll I'll take a shot if I'm going down this low. And I mentioned the leagues I'm talking about. Patrick's gone. Deshaun Jackson's gone. Samuel's gone. So I have to go down this low here. And I agree with you wholeheartedly, by the way. I think Doolin and I, I agree with your second part of that. I think he should be number two there behind Pittman. Yeah, you know, I think you once again you sort of deal with Hilton, whose name that he's just a name now. He's not that player anymore. And Zach Pascoe had a couple of nice moments earlier in the season, but they and should be their number two now. I think he's the better player. I'm not talking about a breakout superstar or anything like that. This team is going to be filtered through Jonathan Taylor. Frank Reich finally figured it out. Maybe not last week. They threw the ball a lot, but I don't mind that. Yeah, not I last think week. Reich was right. Right. Well, don't don't run the ball against the brick wall. I get it. And uh, by the way, Vita Vey watching that live, seeing that tooth come out. And the man smile doesn't care. I'll care if my tooth comes out. Right, you knock my teeth out. I'm going to care a little bit. the way, God bless. Didn't didn't give a damn. I lost a tooth. Fine. Next.
3: Yeah, uh, it is. It is. Uh, it is sort of interesting though. So so I in reference to our earlier conversation when we were talking about uh, you know starting some of these tight ends at flex. If Foster Moreau was listed as a wide receiver where would you have him amongst this list? Because I actually kind of think, you know, looking at Reynolds and Treadwell and Sean, I, I actually think if Foster Moreau was classified as a wide receiver, I think I'd have him number one on this list. I, I think if he was, even if I couldn't start him at tight end, I think he'd be the number one um, pass-catching pickup.
4: The only person I might think about taking over Moreau would be Patrick. I have a thing for Patrick. I don't know what, uh, I don't even know why I do, but I do have a thing for Patrick. Uh, he'd be the only person I would consider. But odds are the safer play is Moreau. He's going to get volume. He's going to get uh, targets thrown to him, whether he catches them or not, anyone's guess here. But he's going to get that volume there, so he's by far the safer play. And I think Carr will look for him once they're in the red zone. You know, that, once again, big target in the end zone. I would, does it shock anybody at all if Moreau scores a touchdown? Wouldn't surprise me. I don't even think he's touchdown deodorant, by the way. I think it's a bonus you get from uh, Moreau. So uh, I may say, Patrick, but the truth is, if I had a choice, I'll probably take Moreau
3: yeah uh and uh so I'm, I'm sitting here looking at a couple of my leagues wondering if i need to uh be making that decision myself i am i am pretty bullish on him this week so that was a, a wide and comprehensive look at the waiver wire this week we went through quarterback tight end running back and wide receiver if you missed any of that discussion you can go back and watch it all on demand we also have the sports grid fantasy football podcast with the waiver wire podcast every week on tuesday afternoons you can go back and listen to that if you missed to get your waivers ready and we are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on the show on fantasy sports today we'll be back in just a few moments.
5: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
6: Price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh,
3: hello everyone and welcome back to fantasy sports today here on sports grid tv gonna go ahead and end hour one with some updates on injuries around the nfl the detroit lions are now expecting jamal williams to miss multiple weeks with this injury that he has um you know look uh, unfortunately uh deandre swift is is probably going to be out and i i would maybe even be a little bit surprised like I guess Swift would want to return, but, like, are you trying to return with an injury for a zero-win team? I mean, it's hard for me to get in the mind state of these guys. I I barely want to do this show if I have a cough, George. So uh, me and DeAndre Swift don't have uh, a ton in common. And then also at the same time, Amari Cooper is traveling with the team, expected to play on Thursday night. Mike McCarthy said he was not feeling 100% yesterday, but hopefully he's feeling good by game time, so a couple uh, news updates there for you to expound upon.
4: Yeah, DeAndre Swift is certainly uh, no shock here, and I agree with you. You always wonder about these guys; they're always going to say the right things in the press. Oh yeah, I'm going to do everything I can to play. Your team hasn't won a game in what I don't know a couple of years. Uh, you have nothing to play for here. Uh, your age is probably like you know what you know. Maybe you should take it easy here, be healthy for next year. Your con- your new contract's coming up. You're running back that sort of thing. Save some wear and tear. There's very little reason for him to- certainly to rush back. You know, is he gonna be out for the rest of the season no we still have six weeks left but uh am i do i think he's gonna play this week no i don't and i would uh, i would have no problem with that if listen if i'm detroit i probably don't have a problem with it there's no reason to rush the man back he's got a shoulder injury you. you got to leave with that shoulder it's gonna hurt you're gonna get hurt again as far as cooper coming back yesterday was pure dallas jerry jones comes on the morning goes and pretty much rips cooper a new one. Oh, he's going to play he'll be fine an hour later mccarthy does his news conference oh he's probably not going to play Way to go, guys. Left hand, right hand. Way to have any kind of continuity of what's going on here. We all know Jerry runs the team. I'm surprised Jerry Jones isn't coaching the team tomorrow night. That's not Dan Quinn behind uh, with the mic. That'll be Jerry Jones there.
3: Well, I hope it's Kellen Moore. You know, I, I really I – really, I, I hope that Kellen Moore is the guy calling the shots. I, I, don't, uh, I don't need it's to Quinn, see Darian anything Nelson. else. Uh, well, why do the Cowboys do I don't that want either one it's of just, them. It's not very fair. It's not very fair. Everyone, we're going to break real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. We'll be back to admonish the Cowboys more in a moment.
0: Sports happens every day, and we give you expert insights and information on gaming, and more every day. You see a trend? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So...